This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. I'm happy to welcome our next guest to the program. This is Drew Westervelt, founder and COO of Hex Performance. Welcome to the program, Drew. Good to be here. Very excited to have you here, sir. Now, you are an athlete, yes? Former, former. <laughs> dude, we're not. We're, we're never former athletes. We we always <laughs> we we never hang up our cleats, man. Come on. <laughs> in this case, yes, yes, I have hung up my cleats. You've hung up your cleats, sir. I, you know, I'm very excited to have you on the program because uh, I fancy myself a weekend warrior. I, I, I carry around the label of uh, athlete with lowercase a and you know, air quotes. Uh, <laughs> but I love your story, and I'd like for you to actually start out by um, giving our listeners some context and tell us a little bit about your journey and how you. Before we get into what what you've been doing with the great work at Hex, uh, sure. kind of just tell us, you know, how you navigated and found your way coming from the, the you know the hardcore world of training and performance and all of these things yeah. to this new this new trajectory of, of very interesting cool stuff you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I'll get back to it, but I think it's somewhat comical. I'm a 33 year old guy, and my my profession, my business is laundry detergent. <laughs> But, <laughs> that's but, dude, but, but, dude. That's awesome, bro. At some point, that's at awesome, bro. I love it. I, I love the way you said that with passion, my man. I mean, you were like, you're like hoisting up the trophy. It's like it's detergent, baby. It's sexy yeah, and fun. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna bring sexy back to the detergent, right, Drew? That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> it's an interesting, uh, interesting learning, and it's an interesting path. Mm-hmm. I did, I did play pro lacrosse. Pro lacrosse. Years. Wow. Um, what was that like? Um, by no means a way to make a living. It's a really interesting <laughs> growth, growth sport. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's growing. It's it's just not you know a mainstream sport yet. So gotcha. I think it's in a similar, you know, it's it's like uh, it's an interesting sport. It's growing really really nicely. I just think it, 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 the platform could could uh, could get better. But anyway, I played at pro lacrosse in the indoor and outdoor professional leagues, oh, wow. predominantly in the U.S. and Canada. Very cool. And and my original idea had to do with. Um, basically, for athletes, MRSA and staff is a really terrible thing that can happen and, and a lot of times it's not known if it's the locker room the weight room the gear the apparel what so they just try and basically disinfect everything gotcha okay so um i was like hey this is kind of stupid um, <laughs> we're being re- we're, we're being really reactive instead of proactive why don't we look into chemistries that oh. um not only clean and disinfect but also protect so this issue doesn't come back gotcha and that was the idea and it started as a um really to clean an indoor lacrosse we play on turf and the turf is rolled out over ice in nhl arenas okay interesting so where this makes sense and comes back to laundry is turf and it is plastic and no different than under armor lululemon all of this new type of synthetic fabric out there mm-hmm. so the business originally started as a commercial product to clean and disinfect turf in locker rooms and weight rooms but the aha moment came when a similar the similar chemistry I was using on that side worked really well for my performance fabric. And where it gets interesting is that this type of fabric is not just stuff we wear to the gym and sweat in. It's really in everything today. So we pivoted to laundry because that's where uh, it's a a big, huge, lethargic old category Mm -hmm. that is dominated by fragrance. Mm. And at Hex, we believe that uh, fragrance isn't something that's clean, something that's Clean is clean. <laughs> I love the way you just break it down, Drew. It's like you know, fragrance that's fantastic, you know. But what is the you're you're sort of asking consumers to like what is yeah. the true, it's, you know, it's value proposition? We talk, yeah, we talk to people and like, hey, have you ever thrown out 
you work on stuff. Like, yeah, I, I can't get it clean. That fabric stuff sucks. So I just throw it out. And I'm like, well, the fabric's actually awesome. What you're cleaning with it sucks. <laughs> gotcha. And and that's a really challenge. That's a big marketing challenge for us to because big, big, huge brands have done an incredible job of making people perceive fragrance. Yes, you clean it. If that was true. You wouldn't shower tomorrow morning. You just put cologne on. <laughs> That's exactly correct. That's interesting. You're actually bringing up something very, very fascinating, Drew, because the the idea is like the marketers have have basically social. This is your point. The mar, the marketers have, have socialized us to believe that fragrance is the signal for clean, and it, it makes sense in the sense that you know. You know, it, we we all have noses, and it's probably very easy to to pick up on that signal. And yeah. there's probably different ways that companies can market different types of fragrances to help differentiate themselves to send us that signal. No, and you're like, wait a minute, this is different. You're you're, you're looking at the wrong signal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think um, I mean, bringing as we talked when we started is bringing sexy back to laundry is a difficult game, but mm-hmm. I think. The, what's real here is that people are investing in their wardrobe, investing in in these types of fabrics, whether it's not stuff you wear to the gym or, or regular type of clothing and such. But what we found is that people are like, hey, I, I end up throwing this stuff out after a while because I can't get it clean, and, and, and they blame the fabric. Mm-hmm. So that was a really interesting place for me because this is an $8 billion category in the U.S. It's a big category. 97% of households do laundry. Mm. Everyone does it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was in- incredibly fascinating that there is a category this size that has marketed people to believe a different definition of clean. Mm. And that's where I find that's where my athletic background dovetails really well into being an entrepreneur is that it's super, it's a super competitive space, right? Mm-hmm. Shelf space is tough to get mm-hmm. one. You know, I, I use this analogy all the time. We're willing to pay $5 for a glass of water at the front of our grocery store with a piece of strawberry cut in it, <laughs> but we won't spend $6 for laundry detergent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? It's really difficult in this space to get people to change a habit because they don't know the habit's broken. Mm-hmm. And they're blaming something else. So the marketing side of this is really fascinating to me. Uh-huh. And with us, it's all about we're not going to change your behavior via ad frequency or mm-hmm. reach. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to change your behavior is either by word of mouth advocacy or mm. physically giving you trial. Gotcha. Right. And it's those two things are correlated category. is also your point, Drew, right? So the, the, the belief that the, the product works so well, you give it to them, uh, they learn something yeah. and then they talk about it, right? Sure. So, I mean, yes, we believe that ex- our experience is an experience with our product is better than ad ad frequency. Gotcha. We're not going to change your behavior via via the traditional way of oh we've we have a frequency of X which is sooner or later you're just going to try it. No, we don't believe that. We think that that's broken. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting and why we believe this is because major brands in the category, major major brands who have their fundamental reason to believe is they may be. Uh, fragrance-free and dermatologist tested. Mm-hmm. But yet when they enter the odor space or the sports segment of the category, oh, interesting. They, they immediately come with a fragrance skew. Gotcha. And that's where we're different is we believe that you shouldn't have to rely on fragrance to get something clean. You shouldn't have to throw And you shouldn't have to blame your fabric. You just need to innovate, right? And mm-hmm. that your fabrics have changed, detergent has, and it's pretty simple. And 
and there's a there's a there's a portion of of people who we believe are are for lack of better terms early adopters or low hanging fruit that are willing to try something new and we can build from there. And so let me ask you this, Drew. So this is really amazing. So you discovered, you know, based on your experience as a professional lacrosse player, you literally discovered here's a need that I think would be cool, number one. Number two, I think I can produce a value proposition that's better than what's out there and that can be differentiated from what's out there, right? And then yeah. you said, I'm going to make this product. How in the hell did you do that? I mean, what Did you like, I mean, were you cooking this up? Like, you know, I mean, I mean, you know what I mean? Is this like one of those? I don't know. You tell me. How, how did you no, start? I yeah, I think it's. I think it's a a lot of luck. Um, meeting really interesting people that are willing to help. I think it's tough to come by people who aren't self serving who are willing to help. And I think it's just just a little bit of luck. So lacrosse played a little bit of role. Um, we launched our company actually two and a half years ago in one of the biggest mass retailers in the country. So they have a big Red Bull's eye. Oh. And um, <laughs> we, well we done, went, sir, sir. Well done. We, <laughs> Kudos we to there, you. Um, uh-huh. The the one of the, the leaders in the category had a lacrosse background and took a meeting with me really early days. Okay. And we had some samples and we had a deck about our our positioning. Uh-huh. And we let, we exited that meeting understanding that the number one consumer concern in laundry was odor. Gotcha. And we really believed we had a differentiated way to address that other than fragrance. Mm-hmm. And we gave some samples internally. We got some really good feedback, and, and it started from there. And, and so, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the more we got and got into it, the more, the, more, the more stuff we were pushing on, there were two ways of looking at it. One would have been, hey, you're, you're insane and you're down the wrong route. The mm-hmm. other would be, you're actually exposing things that may be disruptive to the space, and if you believe in it, keep going down that path. Gotcha. So that's kind of where we've been is like, how do we keep, it sounds marketing cliche, but how do we redefine what people perceive as clean and how do we build SKUs and products and, and merchandise them in digital and brick and mortar spaces that give us the ability to gain trial and, and growth? Now tell me, because I'm just I'm I just love the idea of the entrepreneurial mindset. The entrepreneurial mindset is always, and I'm just so I just I just respect this so much because I'm not you know a super high risk kind of a guy, but I love the idea like I'm just going to do this and I'm going to build a company and you know uh, I you know I'm sort of I'm I I'm totally comfortable. I'm speaking from a perspective of the entrepreneur here, Drew. I'm completely comfortable, kind of you know, uh, flying this plane as I build it a little bit. Uh, and I'm just going to do it. And so yeah. w- when you went out there, how did you, how did you handle like product testing? How did you know you had a really good product? Uh, I think there's a bit of insanity. to it. <laughs> um, and I think there's a little bit of, I think, I think it sounds cliche, but not that we're like, you know, the staple of wild success, but <laughs> we're onto something good, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, I'm having fun doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I really believe in what we do to the point of there are certain things we won't do, right? Like, I think if we entered this space and said, hey, I, I know this, uh, I'm going to mimic the existing products on the shelf and just put a different logo on it. Mm-hmm. I think if that, was our, if that was our positioning and strategy, no matter how good our marketing is, our product wasn't differentiated in its experience. Mm-hmm. So, what I really love about this is there are, there are unique attributes associated with the chemistries we use, 
and how that significantly differs from everyone else in the space, which one is insane and two (laughs) fuels my belief in and passion for what we do because we do believe as as non-sexy as laundry is, at the end of the day, people want clean stuff. Mm -hmm. And And if we can associate with, you know, in the early days, you know, a small share of this category, mm-hmm. um, we can go from there. And, and um, it's been a lot of, and to be honest with you, it's been a lot of trial by fire. Right? Gotcha. We didn't have all of the data from day one. We didn't have all of the market research from day one. Mm-hmm. But through great relationships with retail partners and other things, you weather storms, you learn, and you get better, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just a, like I said, it's a little bit of insanity mm-hmm. and a little bit of, like what's next, right? What's on? We're moving onward, and we're going to figure it out. And what's next? Very, very cool stuff, Drew Westervelt. Thanks so much for coming on the show with us tonight. Thanks so much. Excellent. Listeners, you can find out more about Drew at HexPerformance.com. I know I am going to go out and actually buy this product and check it out. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.